0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Out the Frying Pan. In today's episode I'm going to be talking about the subjects of who and when to talk about mental health. Both very difficult subjects, especially around themselves as who and when. But I'm going to share with you in today's episode of how I went about this, the feelings and and what was going through my mind, and also how I'm doing now. So thank you very much for joining me in today's episode. And we shall begin. So when and who to talk about mental health. Now from my own experience. um, When there was a few times. um, Obviously it happened when I was 13. When I had depression I spoke to the doctor. And then when I had my attempt on suicide at 18. I spoke to doctors. And then the second attempt when I had my, my breakdown. I also spoke to the mental health team. But in between then of um of like who to speak to when speaking to your family or friends or even your boss if you're working or teachers or you know who it is you can speak to it can feel very very daunting you feel very vulnerable afraid there's a lot of what-ifs that go through your mind especially for me and that's where i sort of want to share this that um in my experience of when and who i've had mixed experiences from things going positive to some people that have just fobbed me off because they couldn't be asked so like with who um it was very difficult to speak to my family um because i felt very embarrassed because of growing up being on the autistic spectrum as a child um growing up i was very much seen by my own mother as a condition you know never her son there was always an excuse of oh well tom doesn't understand this because of his condition tom doesn't understand that because of his condition so i felt that if i would have gone to my own mum about my depression as a teenager and growing up and feeling suicidal that i would not get any response not saying that my my parents didn't love me my father just He's a wonderful man. He just doesn't have emotions. he They say it's, uh, we say that he has the emotions of a brick. You know, you wouldn't say boo to a goose. He's so laid back. It's just he is not the one to be emotional. It's just the way that he is. Um, but with my mother, it's very, very difficult. Um, the reason I say that is because if you weren't of a certain standard, and if you weren't of um, a certain level, she didn't care. And that was, you know, a very hard taskmaster. Um, very much, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't the best quality, she didn't want to know. And that was the sad truth really. So trying to go to my parents was very, very difficult into who. Um, uh, my friends, um I wasn't a loner really, I just kept myself to myself. I'd always have a persona around my friends. So they wouldn't ask because I felt that if I saw any, they saw any vulnerability that they wouldn't want to be my friends anymore so i I didn't reach out, so it was always like professionals it was always doctors um it was always um when I got older mental health um professionals um but it was very much a case of when I found about who, especially when I got to the age of, you know when I was like dating. And, My fiancé, now my wife, you know, she understood that I'd been unwell, but not to the extent of what it was. Obviously, I was, of course, very embarrassed and at that time very insecure about my own abilities. And, you know, so there was a lot, I was a lot different, I'm a lot different now than I was then. Um, But it's it's very common to feel the vulnerability of when to talk to, of, of who you talk to. And also when you talk to. Um, for me, when it came to when, it was always to the almost critical point. That's when I started to speak to people, never beforehand. you know, Because beforehand I felt embarrassed. So I would suppress the feelings, keep them bottled up. And then it would be this pattern of suppress the feelings, carry on. Suppress the feelings, carry on. It built up. And then it would cause to the most critical point of when I tried to commit suicide at 18 and at 23, 24. So it got to the almost extreme point before I reached out for help, um, which was even more stressful for those around me, like my wife. Um, And and then, you know, my family were more, they knew about it, but they didn't understand it. So trying to again explain it to to my parents was was just nigh on impossible because they didn't understand because they're of that generation where you didn't talk about mental health you didn't talk about things you know that were taboo or hush you just you didn't you suppressed your feelings and you got on with it um so that was very very difficult um but i think with friends as i got later on and you know, i've sort of not done this with until i was later on in life is i got rid of all the toxic people and removed myself from toxic situations that were no good to me all my life so i got rid of them but i got rid of them i just chose chose not to associate with them and just you know didn't find those people to be the right people around for me you know for me to want to be better i wanted to be around those people that wanted the same thing for me You know, I was always very quick to please other people and make them happy because that's what I thought they wanted out of my friendship. Instead, you know, they just used me for their own selfish gain. So when I stopped doing things from them, I then realized that those were the people I didn't need in my life. You know, I I wasn't around them. So it was a hard decision. It It was difficult to do that. You know, and I did get a lot of flack for it, but when I did that, I was in a much better place in my head. Um, and sometimes people do it at first, some people do it sort of as a gradual thing. It's what is going to be best for for you and what was best for me. Because, you know, everybody's um, recovery with mental health and, and making things better is all different. You know, that's that's the main point. What works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for me, vice versa. So I had to I had to analyze everything and make sure that I was doing what was right for me and my mental health and my own well-being. Yes, it sounds selfish, but I needed to do that for me, for my own benefit. And in that process, if those friends, so-called friends, weren't going to be there to support me, then I didn't need them. You know, I didn't care. And that was one of those things that I really, I had to stop and look at myself and go, what is it that I need? And for, for me, most definitely... Was I wanted everybody else's acceptance. I wanted to know that I was loved and liked by them. I didn't care about my own thoughts of myself. I just wanted to be part of a social group. And so I would always do things to make others happy. Even if I didn't like it or didn't want to do it. If it made me accepted. That's why I did it. So it took a lot of time for me to... It took a few years. I'd say probably from the first time I attempted suicide at 18. Up until... You know, through the process of getting married, bit, having a, a child and becoming a father. It was probably within the last four to five years now that I've really, I'd say the expression would be, you know, I've pulled my socks up and I've just, you know, straightened my sigh, I've got myself, pulled, put, picked myself up, dusted myself off and gone, no, I've had enough of being treated like crap by people. I don't need it. I don't want it, and if you're not going to support me, then I don't want you in my life. I took a real positive stand, and it's not easy to do, but it took a couple of years. So I just kind of want to share this little short episode out there to people, that if you feel the time of who and when to talk to, my suggestion would be don't ever leave it too late. You know, it's not easy talking to family or friends Or even work colleagues or people because you feel that there's all those questions. What if I lose my job? What if I lose my home? My family? My friends? What if I hit rock bottom? Those are normal and natural feelings. But you can also get the help by talking to um, hotlines. You can talk to people where they have through NHS. Um, You can talk to people... That are mental health specialists within within the hospital, you know, or going to your doctor, going to your GP, and just saying I'm feeling like this. They have an an amazing amount of resources. You know, some doctors can be specialised in mental health and may even know people to help you. So take that information on board. I know for me, it was almost like oh yeah, I'll, I'll look at it later. Um, and then I'd be wondering, oh, why isn't anybody helping me? Well, because I had to put the effort in myself. And that was the, the sort of the harsh reality that people were trying to get me to understand is that it isn't easy, 100% understand that. But you've got to understand that by starting something difficult, you're doing the right thing. And there's a saying that, that I I use... And that is that the only person that stops you from getting anywhere in life is yourself. And that is true. You know, as an individual, I have the responsibility to turn around and say no to somebody. If I don't want to do something because I don't like it, I have that right to turn around and say no. You know, if I feel uncomfortable being pressured by what I would say my so-called friends, and I say no. I'm not going to do it because it's just for their selfish gain. It's using that brain power, that changing your mindset, as in to look at what's best for you and not what's best for others. And sometimes we do need help and guidance with that, and going through with talk therapy, or going through with some kind of therapy, CBT, or counselling, or life coaching. The help that we can have, just to help us change our mindset, is a great benefit. Um, so, when it comes to who to talk about, that is down to you personally, who you can find, confide in as, as comfort, and who you trust. You know, someone who is there to help you. Um, I know for me, there was that thought of what if I get burnt? and the truth reality was that it did happen but it wasn't the end of the world it can make things a lot difficult but it doesn't mean that you're not capable of getting the help from the right person so when to do it again this is different for everybody but don't think that you are a lost cause don't ever think that you're not worthy of any help if people turn around and tell you that you're not worthy those are the people that you need to get rid of out of your life, and unfortunately, I had to do that with my own mother. I had to literally just go, "Nope, I don't want to have anything to do with you if you're going to be negative towards me. I still love her, you know, and I'll still help her if she's in need because you know she's my parent, you know she's my mum, but I don't have to tolerate being treated or spoken to as if I'm like an idiot or I don't know anything so it's really important that you talk to somebody before things get too difficult. You know, when it gets to that point, even if it's up to that point where you feel suicidal, just ring somebody on your phone. Just select a random contact and say, hey, how are you? Talk. Just find somebody to talk to. Ring a random number. Ring a restaurant. You know, ring anybody just to be able to say, I need help. Or I want somebody to talk. To ring the Samaritans, ring the you know hotlines to help with you know if you're feeling suicidal. There's loads of people out there with charities and that that have 24-hour numbers. And even with 111 or an emergency service like 111 that we have in the UK, I know I've got some listeners in in uh, Germany and in in America. If you have something similar, you know, use these, utilize these. You know these things could you know save your life, and your life is worth living. Believe me, I felt that there was a time that there was nothing living for. When I became a father, I still, after my daughter being a few months old, I felt suicidal, and I attempted it when she was only a few months old. And now she's twenty-seven months, and she is an absolute. Uh, she's she's like a comedian. She really is she is the reason why I get up she is the reason why I keep moving forward because I want her to understand that when life is difficult and you do feel at your lowest point don't give up when things are going easy that's when you need to stop and look something's not right because when we work hard for something when things are difficult obviously doing the right thing is the most difficult thing so when things are easy Something's going wrong. When things are difficult and tough, things are going right. I know that sounds contradicted, Contradictory? I can't say that word. I know it sounds like they contradict each other, but that's not the case. If you find going through life when things are difficult because you're doing the right thing, there's going to be those people that are going to push back at you and not want you to do the right thing because it's not the easiest thing. Don't cut corners and don't let people pressure you. Because they don't like it or because they don't want to put the effort in. You are in control of your life. You make the decisions. Don't let somebody rob you from achieving your potential. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy. Don't let anybody tell you that you're incapable of achieving anything. You are the only person can stop yourself from getting anywhere in life nobody else of course we go through life and people like to give advice and and help and here and there sometimes when we don't want it they still give it but at the end of the day you have to make the choice of what's best for you in your life and your family and etc so from my own experience that I want to share with you in this short episode is that Who and when to talk to is obviously down to our own circumstances. But don't ever not talk to somebody. It's so important that you share with somebody that you can trust and go, I'm not having a good time. And those are the friends and the people that you need. You know, and that's that's each to your own. It could be your parents, it could be your sibling, it could be your partner, it could be a work colleague, it could even be your cat or your dog. You know, the fact is, animals are fantastic companions when it comes to dealing with depression and anxiety and, you know, emotional support animals that they have like in the States. Sometimes they can just know that if you're having a bad day, they'll come and sit by you. You can tell them everything because they're not going to tell anybody. You know, that's that's the great thing about having an animal. You know, having a journal and just writing little things down. But when things get too much... Don't hide away. Don't suppress. Reach out to somebody who can listen and who can be there to just understand how you're feeling. And that's all I wanted to share with today in this episode. A little short one. um, But yeah, definitely, definitely don't ever not talk to somebody. I must emphasize that. Always, always find somebody to talk to when things get to that point where you feel like, You want to give up, don't give up. You know, stay strong. You know, you're amazing the fact that you're doing all you can to support your own mental health. And to those workers out there that give that support, I can't thank you enough for the people that have supported me through friends, through family, through mental health support services. You know, there's so much, you know, my family, my wife, and, you know, my little girl, you know, she doesn't understand what it is but when she's older i'll explain to her how important you know her being so happy all the time has helped me and you know that's that's really amazing for me so thank you so much for joining me in today's episode hopefully i haven't waffled on too much um but maybe if you if you've gained something from this you know and do use it so I hope everyone is well, stay safe, stay well, you know, and always remember to think about your own well-being and your own mental health. So to you all and everybody, have a lovely day, wherever you are. Much love to you all. Goodbye.